Welcome back, guys. It's Mountain Meditations with me, Chris, and my boy, Tristan, as well. And Tristan, what are we going to be talking about today? I don't want to talk about it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. At okay. least introduce our okay. guest. <laughs> We're talking about furries. Now, yeah. me and Chris's old roommate, his name is Daniel. He's a mm-hmm. very nice, well-adjusted temperamental young man yes and he uh wants to fuck a tiger apparently i don't (laughs) or he wants to be the tiger that fucks something i don't okay okay we need to get into the uh mindset of furries we need to figure out what's going on in the brain of okay daniel what is your fursona's name first let's start that off so anyways hi rar um i am stripey also known as stripey kenworth i am an appalachian mountain tiger uh who lives in meat camp in a trailer who drives for a uh, logging truck for watauga wood products in watauga county north carolina Mm -hmm. um i live at a salvage yard that was started by my granddad in the 1940s, and I brew moonshine. Okay, that's a that's a decent persona. I like that. I've actually gotten compliments on it because apparently I've thought out this more than most other people have. It's usually it's like Chris, don't you have a persona too? Yeah, no, you're a I bad. don't have one. I, yeah, Chris, t- tell the people about your persona. I don't have a persona. <laughs> yes, you do. I made it up for tell you. Tell the people. Oh, well, Daniel makes up everything for me. I, I never have to think for myself. So. Yeah, Chris doesn't actually exist. Chris is just a figment of my imagination. Oh yeah, that I created. So yeah, Daniel's in a Daniel's in a padded white room, hitting his head <laughs> against a cell. Yeah, this isn't actually happening. <laughs> so, well, well, let's talk about the furry community then. So you you say that not many people uh, are are as thought out as you in terms of their fursonas. Well, what are what other fursonas do we have? Like, name me off some different animals. Let's go. Uh, yes, literally any animal. Foxes are the most common, followed by wolves, followed by dogs. Uh, I mean, if you name it, it's an animal. Uh, lately, hyenas have been very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, so why, why do you reckon foxes are the most popular? I don't honestly know. It's, uh, because I'm not one, I've never felt any connection to them. I've never thought they were all that cool. I think it's just because it's the most basic... Honestly, it's just a basic bitch persona most people could come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> oh, it's cute and it's small and it's fluffy and it's playful. And I guess that's how most furs would think of themselves. Mm-hmm. So, what about, so speaking of, let's talk about Zootopia. Because I know that was a big deal. And I, I guess a lot of people probably didn't think of it this way. But yeah, it, it pretty much is a furry movie, wouldn't you say? A lot of it's furry in the sense that it has anthropomorphic characters, which is pretty much the whole basis of the fandom mm-hmm. is animals that act like people. And yeah. it's a cartoon thing. A lot of people were like, oh, my God, it's a movie made just for us. I don't think so, because we're not exactly that big of a demographic. Mm-hmm. Definitely not one that's big enough for uh, you know, Disney to warrant spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing a film just for us. Right. I think there were traits 
of it supposedly and there was some marketing done towards us mm-hmm. i heard some stories and i mean disney didn't have anything to do with this yeah but like some movie theaters were like show up in your fursuit or something or actually you know, going you know talk tweeting at furry groups in local areas to like hey bring your fursuit to watch the zootopia movie wow um so that's kind of how it got involved with that um I don't know if I'd really. I mean, it's definitely one hundred percent a furry, in a furry's movie. But mm-hmm. whether we played that big of a role in it, I don't think so. Yeah, I think most people are just like, "Oh my gosh, furries in the media." Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. But I don't think it was just for us because honestly, I think most furries would want something different. Because I remember when it before it even came out, people were kind of speculating. Because if you notice, the original trailer was a lot darker than the later trailers in the Ultimate movie. Uh-huh. Like, complete 180. Like, they basically just rewrote the movie, rewrote the movie, and, like, a couple of months before it was released. Um, and it was initially going to be darker, and, like, yeah, like I said before, um, <clears throat> it was going to be darker, and, you know, other for I remember reading on Reddit and people were like, "Oh, I I would have preferred that other movie. It would have been a bit more to my taste." Because you know, furries, it's not just oh, happy cartoon bunny type thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's have some more character and depth or something more adult. Yeah, sort of. Even though we're basically man children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that would be a, a cool thing to see Zootopia in a, a darker. I would like, like to see more movies like it. I, you know, not just the. Not just the tigers, of course. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, do you think something's going to spring forward from this? Do you think there's going to be more of a trend towards movies like that? Because there has been in the past. Like Disney has done a lot about like animals and talking animals. Well, most say that Disney created most of the furries out there. Like the first generation of furries back in the '80s and '90s were supposedly influenced by uh, the Robin Hood. Robin movie Hood. Back I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Um, and I think this later, I think Zootopia has definitely increased the popularity of the fandom. Mm-hmm. The plays into so, it so you well. mentioned uh, the first generation of furries. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many generations do you reckon there are? And what generation do you think, uh, if you have like a, a clear, defined way of looking at it, what generation do you generation think is just that they're on right I now? Used, um, <clears throat> I don't know. There, there's there's two terms to describe furries. There's like there's there's gray muzzle. Which is, you know, you've got gray hair on your muzzle because you're an old animal, you know, that type of thing. That's an actual term. But if you've been around for, like, more than a decade, most people are that. Um, I don't think it's really generations. I guess there's just kind of, I don't know, evolutions. I don't really know a ton about the fandom's early days. I kind of know the roots of it. And then it, it really grew with internet culture. It originally yeah. kind of spawned out of sci-fi things and comic books and stuff. And then... It really, I think, started to grow in the 90s and early 2000s and then really picked up steam in the, like, the last decade or so you know, with the internet and other stuff. And one of the biggest trends now is uh, furry YouTubers. Yeah. I'm subscribed to like, pff, God, 30 of them. Yeah, I've seen and a lot of them. <laughs> uh, there's some, there's at least, you know, there's, there's probably four or five that have over 100,000 subscribers currently and that have hit them in the last couple of months. Um Vixen Dwink, also known as Rika. Um, I haven't seen her do anything in a while, so I don't know what's up with her. But um, I think she's got over 200,000. Majira Strawberry is probably the best known. He's got over 200,000. Picari Rue, one of my personal favorites. I love Picari. Um, 
She's got over a hundred thousand, I think. Hmm. And I'm sure there's some others I'm probably forgetting, but they, you know, I that's that's kind of where the biggest trend is lately is uh, for YouTube. Yeah, I guess the the internet does have a big impact on like bringing these like niche communities together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, so so let me let me ask: How would you define being a furry uh, as it goes? Do you think it's like a is it a sexual orientation? Is it a lifestyle? <laughs> is it a fetish? Yeah, because How, people work? tend to make it really sexual. I feel like when they don't really know what they're talking about, so. Clarify but that. Is it is it purely sexual, or is it just something that you do? You just enjoy wearing animal costumes, or what, what's going on there, Daniel? The answer is yes. <laughs> Literally, it's yes. You like the YouTubers on the, the furry YouTubers I enjoy. They're pretty, with the exception of one, and he used to be a fursuit. Well, they call them mer suiters. Those are the people who actually have sex in their fursuits. But to be honest, it is a very Actually, it is kind of a small portion of the fandom that do that, just off of my observation, because if you go to some of these Twitter pages and stuff that are dedicated to that type of stuff after any major convention, and you might see a couple of videos, but when you compare it to the hundreds of thousands of furries probably across the globe that aren't doing that, it's kind of a small audience. Mm-hmm. Um, the porn, <clears throat> I really don't know what to say about that. I don't <laughs> think it's any worse than... I mean, just look at, you know, the anime community, all that hentai that exists and, you know, tentacle porn and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's just nerdy guys that have no hope of ever probably, you know, having a normal relationship. I, I That's probably a bit extreme. I don't, I don't mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just a bit of everything for everyone. And then you got the... You know, the various different sexualities that are involved in it. Gay, straight, bi, poly, you know, what is the word? Pansexual, that's it. Asexual. Um, It's just a big, giant, weird mess. Um, And I can appreciate both sides. There are some amazing YIF artists, and YIF is the word for porn. There's also some amazing, um, you know, uh, safe-for-work artists. Um you know, like fursuit makers and things. And, mm-hmm. you know, several of my, a lot of my favorite safe for work stuff are the first, the, uh, the, the furry YouTubers, you know, Artemis Wishfoot is one of my favorite. He's the salty boy mm-hmm. of them all. Saltiest boy of them all. Um, Fox Veritas. He's from Australia. Love Wait, him. You were talking about, um, uh, fursuits. <laughs> uh, tell us, give us a little details on like the economic, sense of like what how much are you going to be paying for a nice one like a decent fursuit what's the average fursuit <clears throat> so from what i've seen consistently and the prices have kind of gone up over the last couple of years but i'd say bottom end you're going to be paying two to two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars mm. um likely Jeez, up from yeah. there if you want like a real high-end maker or really custom stuff you know like you want leds or you want <laughs> certain things attached You're, the sky's the limit really mm-hmm. and they're just getting better and better every year i guess that makes sense because it's a person like working tirelessly on the thing that you want so oh, it makes yeah, sense yeah, that you would pay them for their time entire companies with multiple people that just make fursuits yeah yeah it's not just one person in their garage you know there's usually a couple people that do this yeah and if it is one person in their garage it's usually one of the more expensive places Mm -hmm. um so so daniel uh 
I don't know a lot of furries. You're the only one that I know in person. The only other one that I actually know of is Sonic Fox. He's a fighting game player. Yep, he's been all Dragon over. Dragon Ball fighting. Lately. Yeah, he's been all over. So I wanted to ask you about, like, uh, the furry the furry community in general. Is there, like, a figurehead or someone you look up to? Like, so if if an alien, if aliens invade Earth and they come to the furry community and they say, take us to your leader, who are you taking them to? Is there... Somebody out there that you would say is a, a representative of the greater furry community, uh, or is it just too just too is, different? I guess if I had to, there is no one leader. I guess there are what we call some people hate the term, but it's popular fur that are you know popular furries. Um, I definitely have to go back to Majira Strawberry because he's just he's one of the best known furries on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, he's created a lot of content. His channel's just grown rapidly, especially over the last year. I mean, like I said, he's got over 200,000 subscribers and you know, that's, you know, that's a drop in the bucket compared to others, but for a niche genre of video, you know, that's a lot, mm-hmm. um, of subscriber subscribers. <clears throat> and, uh, so I guess I point at him Maybe another one would be like um, Uncle Kage. Uh, he is the uh, the chairman of Anthrocon, which is um, it was the world's largest furry convention until I think this past December when Midwest Fur Fest took over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had almost ten thousand people uh, attend this year, um, and the reason I say Kage is that. He has a history of going out there and being like the sole spokesperson for Anthrocon. Nobody else talks to the media but him. And oftentimes when the media wants to get an answer from somebody, they often will interview him about furries because apparently he's the patron saint of furries somehow, even though he's not really that furry himself. He doesn't actually have a persona. He's just a guy who actually happens to live kind of close to uh, Chris and I. Mm-hmm. Um, who just happens to run one of the largest furry conventions in the world and is very open about being a furry in the furry fandom. He goes to just about every con out there. I think um, I remember this guy. I think you showed him to me. Yeah, he wears the lab coat, ball, yeah, glasses. Yeah. yeah, that's him. That's, he's, so I've actually seen him in what's person. What's a furry convention like, Daniel? What's a furry convention like? Do you Is there merchandise that's bought and sold? Yep. Is, it, is it a party? Ooh, do they have the artists uh, there? Um. Uh, it all depends. I have yet. I haven't had the chance to go to one of like the big ones, like uh, you know Midwest Fur Fest, um, Anthrocon, of course. That's the biggest one on the East Coast. Um, let's see, FWA, which is Furry Weekend Atlanta. I have not been to that one either. In fact, I just went to a local sort of furry convention, but they all, you know, they all have you know panels, discussions game rooms because furries are nerds. I'm one of the few who is not. So nerd is in, I don't honestly give a rat's ass about video games. Never really <laughs> cared. I like cars, guns, and you know, black metal. So mm-hmm. you know, that, that's just how I am. I, I don't really give a shit about whatever the newest smash bros is. <laughs> I'd rather go look at a 69 Chevelle SS. 396 with the uh, two stick and the double triple <laughs> overdrive and the Henderson rear end, you know, and, all, and it goes round and round. <laughs> 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 
Yes. Relating furries to the media, uh-huh. how do you feel that the media represents furries in general? Ooh. Do you think they do it accurately? Do you think that I they have, I haven't uh, seen mis- anything misrepresent you guys? Wait, tell about the, the furry YouTuber that talks like she she so what she does is she like points oh, out Aberline. when yeah, yeah when furries so. are improperly represented in the media yeah she's your favorite Chris yeah she's just I so remember. cynical and just so <laughs> she actually hasn't uploaded in a while I guess she's done with that whole thing because she made two seasons and she hadn't uploaded in like over a year so I don't know what happened to her I hope she comes back I liked her stuff but I guess there's only so much material out there um, in the past. I guess it wasn't so positive. It was just like, oh, look at these nerdy weirdos. Sort of like I'm sure anime fans have been portrayed as fat, you know, weeaboos. Yeah. Who like little girls. Accurately, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True, Zeo's Pantera. <laughs> 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 um, or, you know, anybody that's kind of in an obscure sort of fandom culture type thing, you know, Dungeons and Dragons when it came out. You know, they were like, oh, this is Satan stuff. And, um, you know, I guess it's just been our turn to, you know, take the beating from the public. Uh, not that we haven't deserved it. We got some weird people in it. But, um, you know, historically, it hasn't been the best. Um, one of the best examples, and a lot of that's kind of due to ignorance. It's just, oh, hey, you know, these sensational pieces of, oh, hey, it's this weird stuff and these weird people doing these weird things. Let's go. Let's go make them feel bad about themselves. Talk about what weird freaks they are. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to see that, literally Google, quote, that one episode of CSI. And I'll take you right to it. It was an episode oh, called yeah. Fear and Loathing. Fur and Loathing. And that's actually how I found out about furries. I was like 12 watching CSI reruns because I like that for some reason. I mean, that redhead MILF is kind of hot. Let's be right here. <laughs> See, they're not so different from us after all, guys. (laughs) Exactly. We're all horny weirdos, and yeah, (laughs) Uh, just so. Anyways, that was one of the probably the most negative portrayals of the fandom ever, and a lot of people, I guess, get their views on it from that episode. I've seen it personally; it's pretty bad. It's been discussed endlessly on every furry website oh. website in general blah 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 i remember that one that's the one where they like really depict them like super sexually right it's yeah, just like, like constant oh, orgies and things it's like a that. gift pile yeah <laughs> yeah that shit don't happen okay that, that that does not happen you're not gonna have a bunch of guys just lay on each other in animal costumes and just start humping you know <laughs> that's what happens in the hotel room <laughs> and from what i have heard it's only with people you actually know so it's not just hey you're I mean, there are some people that are like, hey, let's go hook up in our fursuits in the hotel room. But from what I've heard, it's usually like, oh, we've talked to each other online or we've met each other in the past, so we know we're good. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to the sort of the fetishy aspect of it, which I don't honestly know where it all comes from. But yeah, I'm sure it's something fucked up about all of us. Well, you so you talk about your... You mentioned your origins just then of like how you found out. And I, I was sort of a part of this as... Oh, yeah. I was your roommate for five years. I sort of saw the transformation. Yeah, over so it time. was always there. And I don't really, I always felt bad about it because I didn't think anything of it at first. And then, ironically, 
like with many things from Reddit, I learned to hate it because everybody else was like, oh my God, they're gross. <laughs> At first, I didn't see anything wrong with it until the internet said, oh, these are horrible creatures and horrible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember one post in particular that kind of changed it was some guy in a very kind of not so great looking fursuit. But people were like, ew, do you know what they do in those things? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So often I felt ashamed of it, but I just always loved the suits and I liked the art and... It was only, I guess, within like the last couple of years that particularly from like, you know, 2016 on that I really just embraced it. I was like, yeah, I like this. Um, I'd actually like to thank Dash Tiger. Um, He's senpai for me. Um, Um. I I remember the moment when I was like, okay, maybe there's something more to this. And I just somehow ended up watching an Anthrocon compilation video that somebody had made. And there was one part, because, you know, tigers are not exactly the most common fursuit. Like I said, foxes, canines, wolves, uh, other stuff like that, very common but you know, big cats in general are not. So when this adorable big orange tiger shows up on my phone, I'm like, oh my God, he's so cute. Oh God. <laughs> and I was like, eh, maybe this is kind of cool. Oh God, I can't believe I like this stuff. <laughs> and then I showed it to Chris just to annoy him. And he yeah. also liked one of the fursuits as well. Cause it was mm-hmm. a very hyper-realistic werewolf, wolf muscular oh, thingy. Uh-huh. You remember it, right? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I still have. Find there it. are some of them. Like you just have to. Once you get past the original, oh furries. Like once you start, like oh yeah, you it, once there it becomes normalized in your brain that goes into this. Yeah, like, it's, I was. It's incredible. Very impressed. Like there are some like legitimate digital paintings that are just beautiful that he's shown me, and it's not. It's like not sexual in any way. It's just like furries, you know. And it's like, wow, I just have to appreciate that, you know? And you're like, why can't they got I make another that one, kind boys. of stuff and make that kind of money? Because <laughs> let's be honest here, a furry artist make bank. Yeah. Daniel kept telling me I should do it. I was like, I, I keep just... asking to commission him, but he won't let me for some reason. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. So are, are furries just really rich and affluent? Because it sounds like a lot of their stuff costs a lot of money. Are you guys, did you guys figure it out? Are you just playing the game super well? <laughs> we... It, again, it runs it runs the gamut. Anybody can be a furry. Every income level, you know, rich furries, poor furries, young furries, old furries. It really just kind of depends. I mean, there's from what I've heard, there are actually a lot that work at Google. Wow. Uh, and somebody said furries literally run the internet because he said he worked at a couple of IT companies that dealt with them, and he said most of the people there were were furs. So <laughs> it's a very internet based thing. It's a very nerd based thing. I think I'm just kind of on the outlier of it that I really don't care that much about video games. Mm-hmm. I just never, I don't know. I just never really had much of an interest in them. Not that they're bad. Not one of those you know baby boomers who's like, oh, video games. You just need to go outside and play with a stick. <laughs> Back in my day, when cars cost $5. I think furries play with sticks often enough. <laughs> oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Baddragonlabs.com. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry, baddragon.com. Anyways, so... <laughs> what what other merchandise is there? We've got suits, we've got artwork, we've got Bad Dragon. Uh, is there anything else that's significantly... <laughs> 
Sky's the limit, honestly. Like, I've got several shirts with obvious furry designs on them. I'm wearing a shirt with a deer on it. That's that's true. Definitely a furry design. And underwear uh, with deer on it. Well, well, I mean, not necessarily furry underwear, but you know, it's got a deer on it too. Cause yeah, he made like, sure to show us before we started the podcast. It's true. I I pulled my pants down right as. Right, right as Grill walked out of the bathroom. I, I haven't seen it. I kind of feel left out. I don't know why. <laughs> well, he scarred Amanda. She came out of the bathroom, and he's just like, he had like taken his pants off a millisecond before, and she just walked in immediately and was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, what did I sign up for? <laughs> Well, that's what I said. I'm like, living with living with Daniel, you just get used to that kind of trauma. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, Daniel laying underneath the bunk bed at... 2.30 in the morning yeah. in his underwear, just, you know, prophesizing and other stuff about, no, philosophizing, philosophizing. He's had know. a few Colt 45s. Let's uh, go easy on him, guys. I can't even tell you how many times I walked into the dorm and I just smell steel reserve in the air. And I, just, <laughs> oh, I better put a bucket beside Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> many times I had to tuck him into the bathroom. But anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. Do furries like steel reserve? Is that a thing? I think because I could see it. I think Daniel's special in that in that way. I'm just unique amongst the unique group of people. I am unique because I'm a white person that enjoys Colt 45. <laughs> literally, I was like, I'm a I'm a slightly well dressed white person at the sketchy sit go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> They got pile driver in here. They got call forty five pile driver. I seen this all over the Instagram. I need to get me one of them. And I was not disappointed. This buzz is good. Yeah, he's been he's been enjoying it. But um, and he got, you know, he got me into it too. I, for a while, I was drinking um, Colt forty fives as well. Those were and of course two steel reserves. That's all you need for one night. Eight point one percent alcohol by volume. That's like less than two dollars a can. Wait, we're getting off topic here. We're talking about furries. How do we get to talking about this? Oh wait, I thought we were. Oh, I was, I was going to finish on merchandise. Oh um, yeah, let's let's finish that. We went from underwear to malt liquor in yeah. like two seconds. That's what we do. Incredible. ADD here. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Where do we go? <laughs> okay, as soon as you get. <laughs> all, right, all right, Daniel. Daniel. So how does? How has being a furry affected your day-to-day life? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the really basic interviewer. Uh, How has it affected your day-to-day life? Do you feel, do you feel oppressed by the cis, white, male, yes. heterosexual patriarchy? <laughs> no. Um, I guess I'm more... In, I mean, it's not like I honestly care that much about people who say bad stuff about furries, because most of them are just teenagers on in YouTube comments of furry cringe compilation videos and stupid parents and adults uh, ask me how I know <laughs> actually don't because somebody might find this um, I mean nothing really changes I spend way too much time on furry in real life because I love the furry memes even though I'm getting too old to relate to some of these um, do you think it might be a, an age or is, maybe it's just the certain there age group there is that, an age group it's yeah. like once you hit about 24 like the number of furries after that age really kind of drops off. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I haven't seen any real changes as far as interest since I really got into this, you know, two years ago, you know, almost three years ago, honestly. Yeah. And I still like it just as much then. And I liked it just as much as I did when I first found out about the stuff when I was a kid, 
you know, and then of course went into that hiatus of oh, furries are cringy while simultaneously liking it but feeling bad about liking it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I might be one of those people who's just going to be this way for a very long time. Most people, most of them are you know teenagers, and you can just tell by YouTube comments and you know the way people act on Instagram or furry, you know, Reddit comments. And you're like. You know, they're like, oh, I'm a 14-year-old furry and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut the hell up. I'm, I graduated from college. I have a job. I don't give a shit about what you were doing in the eighth grade. I really don't care. I don't, I don't care. I really don't. You're not that special. You're like all the other 300 people on Majira's live stream. They're like, look at me, look at me, look at me. Which is kind of a bad side of the fandom. It's like... Shut the hell up and just enjoy it. So you're like a father figure to these young men, is what you're telling me. Well, I am a daddy. Oh, <laughs> no. I do like me some deer. <clears throat> the, the, the antlers are good handles. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, uh, I think we wanted to put out a disclaimer. We probably should have started with this, that Daniel's not uh, making himself a representative of the furry community. These are just my thoughts these and ramblings. These are his own and thoughts and opinions. Intoxicated thoughts. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to talk about scandals in the community. I want to talk about because I have a... shit. Scandals I, in the furry community. I oh, want to... Uh, see, I have this on my list, and I want to get it out there. This is happening, so right, let's, well, let's do this. I, I'll we have admit, 10 I know minutes the left. one you're talking about, and I have not kept up with what's happened to him in the couple of months since, but he's kept a very low profile. Yeah. Uh, Anytime Chris brings out a list, I know we're in trouble. <laughs> God damn it. Chris, I don't know what the difference between Bodoni and Wingding's font is, all right? It's not my fault. <laughs> Fuck off. I got a degree and I finished in four. Keep what talking. Did you do? Back to what we were saying. Scandals. My list. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you, made, you made Daniel cry, Chris. I <laughs> this shit's going off the rails. This is great. Uh, I've lost control. <laughs> Chris, you could say this with a list. <laughs> I already tried the list. <laughs> Try it okay. just one more time. Scandals, so, community, furries. Yeah, there are a lot of scandals in the community. There's a lot of terrible people in the community. But if you, tr- you know, if you're, you know, use some common sense and avoid those types of people, you won't get caught up in it. And you'll just be one of those people who sees on Twitter is like, eh, fuck him. <laughs> you know, and I've done that. I, you know, the f- furries I'm friends with, you know, they're pretty good people. They don't do any of the stuff that furries are accused of doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gay nerds, but that's a, about it. But furries have been accused of doing some very bad things. Most recently that I am aware of and that I've actually bothered to look at um, was the case of Kira the Wolf. He was featured in a, I think it's deleted now, but it was a Shane Dawson video, which I think was one of the reasons why furries got so huge in the last year or two was that he was featured on this video that had, you know, several million views mm-hmm. and it painted the fandom in a positive light. And the thing was Kiro, I thought was a good representative that even though I think he's a retard, um, oh, just okay. in the way he acts and his character and all his other stuff, he seemed like a pretty good representative. He just seemed like this harmless goofball and just adorable and cute. And I was like, Hey, good for you. And so I think October it was. No, maybe late August, eh, September. Yeah, September. I'm going to go with September. Um, 
there was a uh, zoo sadist group, which are people who like to torture animals in sexual ways. Mm. Yeah, that's a thing yeah. on Telegram. And apparently, the guy who ran the ch- apparently the guy who ran the chat um, just started sending out screenshots and stuff and links to the conversations. And the thing was, at the time this guy did it, um, Kiro said, hey, my Telegram account's been hacked. It's been deleted. Huh? I know how that happened. Well, the thing about Telegram is if somebody deletes their account and you're in a chat and you see that deleted account on a comment or something and you just click on that account, you can see all the images and material that you have shared with that person ever. And one of the more prominent furry YouTubers slash furry artists out there, Rika, also known as Vixen Twink, um, released a video of her phone where she was going on. She was going through the the link to the conversations from the Zoo Sadist group in which mm-hmm. animal big videos and pictures of animals being tortured sexually. I made the mistake of watching one of these, and oh my god, I was hoping that dog was dead. Oh god, it was not. It was fucking brutal. That's awful. Jeez. Um, that is a fucked up group of people, I will tell you that. Um, but again, I'm that sure goes the back to... Oh, disavows that completely. I, that, that, okay. I know where you're going with that, and I'm going to tell you that at the end of the story. So, anyways. Um, <clears throat> anyways, Riku was going through her phone and going through that conversation, and she clicked on one of the deleted accounts, and she went to shared media. And a couple of the pictures were ones that very clearly were Kiro. Mm. One of them was the, you know, poorly drawn, as in, you know, I intentionally made this badly drawn picture of Kiro that he drew of himself and said, Hi, I'm Kiro. I make vines. Well, Kiro got his start on Vine back when that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, shit, that's evidence enough. Why would she go on there and bash somebody who's also very popular and very well known in this community? Yeah. If she didn't have solid evidence to prove it. And mm-hmm. then there she is. Of course, people were like, you know, defending him. Like, oh, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. How do you know? You can't get hacked. And I think that goes back to the whole, you know, some of these people really looked up to Kiro from the Shane Dawson video as like this lovely, cuddly fuzzball, not this guy who tortured his dog by throat fucking it while it was dying of cancer. What the heck? Yeah, he's a fucked up dude. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. yeah, this happened. He tried to disprove it, and he disproved that he was. He proved that he was not in any of the videos, but the things that were said, people took screenshots of it, and they found tweets that lined up with that. They were like, he posted about his dog dying on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then he wrote a comment about how he wished he could go back to the days <coughs> in that Telegram chat of you know. Basically throat-fucking his dog. Now, that wasn't why his dog died, so I Jeez. want to say that. What the heck? It, it died of cancer. It did not die of anything he did to it. But he did do that to his dog. That is, and he that is videotaped it. And there are apparently pictures of it. I didn't see him. Any Any group is going to have their... They're messed up people, but I don't think that speaks for the the furry community a, as a whole. I, I think it just gets more blown out of proportion because we're already in outside of the 
you know, outside right, of, right. you know, outside, kind of outside of the norm type of group. Um, so when one of our it's people... It's just easy. It's just easy pickings. It really makes the rest of us look bad. Just yeah. like if, you know, some weeaboo gets arrested for child porn and they're a big anime fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, now all the anime people are, you know, pedophiles. Yeah. So it kind of goes hand in hand. And the reason I bring that up is because I think there's a lot of comparisons between the two, even though, you know, both groups, you know, anime people seem to hate furries for some reason, even though we're basically the same thing. We just are animals. Mm -hmm. They're just as deviant and fucked up as we are. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) Um, But anyways, so this whole thing blows up. And Kiro gets the blame, and everybody's like, "Well, Kiro, I believe you. I'll always like you." Blah 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 blah. Like some thirteen-year-old who just discovered the fandom, and you're my favorite furry. I like you, Kiro. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that you can tell somebody just isn't all together in that comment. And mm-hmm. there's thousands of other comments that are like, "What the hell are you doing defending this dude? The evidence is there." Yeah. And people are like, I still don't believe it. He's too good of a person to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. It really pissed me off because I'm like, the evidence is right there. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I, I just choose not to believe this because he's too good of a person because he did the thing with Shane Dawson and he's cute. Mm-hmm. No, he's a shitty human being. And he also works at Sheets, too. Or he worked at Sheets. Let's let's bring this back real quick since this has been a pretty uh-huh. heavy topic. Let's bring this back. Daniel, what's something that something positive that you want people to know about the furry community. If you could if you could talk to people that are very skeptical of your intentions or skeptical of your lifestyle, what's something that you would want to tell them to try to try to see the furry community in a more positive wholesome light? Okay. Well, I wish I could actually say this to a person in my life who does not like this particular group of people and gets very upset when I hang out with them. <laughs> They're a nice inviting group of people. Um, you know, you got to keep an eye out and be smart. If somebody seems sketchy and like they're doing some weird shit, they shouldn't stay away from them. Yeah. Just like in life, mm-hmm. somebody, even if they're, you know, a regular normal human being, if they're doing some weird shit, stay away from them. You know, it's not like everybody's doing the things that we've been said we're doing. It's just, you know, a certain group. And because we're an outside group, it just kind of gets blown up out of proportion. <clears throat> but, I, I mean, I think it's a very inviting, friendly group. We have a lot of our weird politics and stuff, but I just choose not to get involved in it because you know, I don't want to go around butthurt like a lot of these other people. Life's too short. Yeah, and I have other interests, too. It's not like this is my sole interest and purpose in life. I love, like I said, cars, guns, heavy metal, stoner rock, bluegrass. Mumble rap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. L- little pump. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you I, like, when, I, when I graduated from college and I came, moved back home, you know, I tried meetup. That's one thing they say. If you don't have a lot of friends, try meetup. And I did with a lot of these more normal groups. And that shit didn't lead anywhere. I went to probably 10 or 12 meetups. Didn't make a damn friend to any of them because... Nobody ever comes back. I went to one. It was the hiking group. And we walked around this lake in like the 95 degree weather in the middle of August. It was like 25 of us. A lot of people were talking to each other. And at that time, I didn't really have a lot to talk about. But it was like 
<clears throat> the three topics of discussion were the NBA, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Do I give a fuck about any of those? Things? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't give a shit about them. NBA, maybe, because now I'm sort of a 76ers fan. You know, Joel Embiid, <laughs> better than Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> Are there any furry NBA, NBA players? I don't think so. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be cool, <laughs> think though. they'd let him play in a fur suit? I wouldn't be surprised if we get one eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and that was just any one example of several that of these meetup groups that just didn't lead anywhere. It's mm-hmm. like, why do I waste my time here? But I went to a couple of meetup groups with the furries, and it was a local one where they met every, <coughs> oh, excuse me, um, you know, two weeks at, you know, a local restaurant slash bar of sorts. And we'd have drinks and we'd talk about things. And of course, a lot of it was video games and board games and stuff. And of course, I don't honestly give a shit, but, you know, you know I was still able to find commonalities with these people. Like, I found somebody who actually graduated from the same college I went to the year I started. My His senior year was my freshman year. Mm. So... That was kind of cool, and it introduced me to other people, and there's still people that I talk to on Telegram on a pretty regular basis that, you know, I met, you know, two-plus years ago. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the last things I wanted to bring up, because uh, we're coming to a close here, I was thinking, yeah, one of the last things we could talk about is uh, what the appeal is of the furry community. I have my own theory about this, and I was going to say... I was going to, like, say it, and then you can give your reaction to it, because I, I think this sounds about right. For what I've observed as the outsider being the roommate to, you know, Stripey the Tiger... Um, Stripey Kenworth, actually. Yes, Stripey Kenworth. Um, so <laughs> as being his roommate, I've seen... From what I've seen in the community, it seems like, you know, a lot of socially awkward people... Mm-hmm. Um, that just want to, in a way, be themselves. And I, yep. I think the way that they can do that, the best way that they can express themselves is, you know, when when you're not, when you don't have to show your face, when you can sort of hide behind your persona, when mm. you can, like, that's when you can really be yourself. And I, I think that that's what I've seen is that these people, they just want to, they want to be extroverts, but they're too scared of, like, public rejection. So if they can become, like, the thing they want to be, you know, the thing that they admire, for example, a tiger or bat mm-hmm. or whatever, what have you, fox, um, then they can, like, use that and become the extrovert that they want to be, and they can be the the outgoing, fun person. They can actually have fun in social settings. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty um, <clears throat> accurate. That pretty much describes me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've definitely felt that way before it's like i'm awkward i know i can be awkward and it takes me a long time to get to know people but this is some way that it kind of is a little bit easier because like okay i know we're all on the same playing field i know we all like the same stuff unlike the meetup groups it's like what do they like i don't know i don't i only like certain things i don't care about game of thrones or harry Mm -hmm. potter yeah last time i cared i was 10 sorry but anyways um i'd like to add to that you know, I am somebody, and you know this, that I have you know artistic eye. Yes. But I like it because it's, you know, of course, the artistic side, but um, the creative side. I have this whole you know, world for Stripey. Yeah. You know, he lives in the mountains. He's a, he's a Appalachian mountain tiger. It's its own species. You know, he 
there's heritage and lore and all kinds of interesting things about him. He drives a Kenworth W900A logging truck with that V12 Detroit diesel and then two sticks and <laughs> all kinds of fun stuff. The sky's the limit. It, you, but yeah, I think it's just a creative, fun thing. The fursuits, I like the way... I like that they look and part of the appeal is that you can step into your character. Like if I had one, I could be stripey. And also I also enjoy public fursuiting videos where they're going out and entertaining the public and people's reactions. I like, mm -hmm. I, I like getting a reaction out of people. It's interesting to me. Yeah. Just ask Chris. Yeah, it's true. So going back to cure the wolf, this guy got absolutely fucking destroyed on Twitter, YouTube, uh, probably any other fur-related social media site. Good. Um, he has uploaded... Since since September, he's uploaded one video that wasn't even fur-related on his YouTube page. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who had over 100,000 subscribers, and he was doing like live streams almost like every night, mm -hmm. getting money from people. Like people were donating to his Patreon and other shit. Yeah. I think he'd quit his job recently because that was more profitable than working at Sheets. And this guy has not uploaded since. Wow. It is January, and I have not seen anything since October. He used to have a very active Instagram page. Gone. I mean, the Instagram, I think, is still there. But, yeah, people are not letting that go. And... They have not, if he ever, that's the reason he's had his head so low. Assuming he hasn't killed himself already, which that Hell has yeah, happened, unfortunately. Well, I guess fortunately, because the other guy was, that's a long story. Basically, <laughs> like I said, use common sense. If somebody seems like a sketchy motherfucker, don't hang out with them. Yeah. You know, just use common sense. You know, just like, like, if somebody seems like they fuck dogs... They might. <laughs> if somebody seems like they have a shitload of child porn, they might. They might. <laughs> We're not above it, unfortunately. I, that should have been my senior and, year quote. You know, if somebody seems like they're up to some illegal stuff, you know, like, do you accept candy from strangers? No. Do you let the sketchy man in the van offer you a ride home? No, you don't. It's the same thing. Use some common sense, and I think you could be able to avoid some of this stuff. And if you get involved, well, that's... You know, maybe you don't have a choice in that sometimes, but mm -hmm. you know, just you know, watch out, be wary of this stuff. And I think that's kind that of the advantage deep, of being man. on yeah. the older end of the fandom. That was real deep. Yes, mm -hmm. that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, being on the older end of the fandom, I think I have that advantage that a lot of these teenage furries in high school don't have. Is that I can look at somebody and say, "Yeah, that dude's fucked up. <laughs> I'm not going to deal with him. Mm -hmm. He looked like trouble a mile away." Um, but a lot of these, you know, teenage furries online are like, oh, I'm going to be your friend. I totally get that nobody, re nobody accepts you. And sure, you're 28 and you don't really have stable employment, but I like <laughs> you as a friend. Whereas I would say, that dude's a creepy pedophile. I'm staying the fuck away from him. Fuck <laughs> that dude. But, uh, yeah, Kira the Wolf got destroyed. I don't know if he's ever coming back. And that's mm -hmm. kind of a big thing because he was so huge. He was in a prominent video with a prominent YouTuber. Shane Dawson's got, you know, north of 10 million subscribers last yeah. I checked a while ago. It's crazy. That video had six, seven million views on it. A lot of his subscribers and fans came from that video. Mm -hmm. And now he's gone and he can't come back because nobody's going to let it go and they shouldn't. Yeah. 
and everybody, other people were like, well, why don't, why don't we go after the other people in that chat? Well, I don't know. Maybe because those other people weren't in a very popular video on a very popular YouTuber's very popular channel. Mm -hmm. And their popularity, the guy went from like 20,000 subscribers to over 100 in like the year following that. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, Cure is a cute, lovable, was a cute, lovable goofball, but his material wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they don't let it go. You know, you'll see a lot of weird defenders and stuff, and you know, you do hate the community, but if you're like me, I don't get involved in the politics. Um, I, uh, you know, I just kind of stay clear of it. I'm like, okay, I like this stuff. I don't care. I don't want that stuff to, you know, get involved in my life. I'm just going to sit here and watch my furry YouTubers and be entertained by cute, fluffy costumes. Mm-hmm. That's that sounds, it. You don't need to, to go full retard into the fandom, you know? You can be as deep or as shallow as you want. Am I a furry? Yes. Is it my sole purpose for being? No. I have classic cars. I got guns, black metal. I got speakers. Other stuff I like mm-hmm. that I've you know liked more than before that. But I think it's just a fun hobby to have, and that's what it is. For some people, it's a lifestyle. For me, it's a hobby. I oh. like tigers. I think they're a cool animal. Do I want to be a real tiger? Hell no. Uh, I mean, would it be fun to, you know... You know, wander Take through the forest on the African savanna. Uh, that would be fun, but I was thinking more along the lines. You know, wandering through the woods of rural India and you know attacking Pajit while he's taking a dump <laughs> in his designated <laughs> shitting street. <laughs> uh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Just Superpower by twenty twenty five. Open up a. <laughs> and I'd be like, right. <laughs> and then you know, just crush him. All right, all right, damn. So we're reaching. There is one thing that nobody is really sure, and that always comes up when any new fur comes into the community. And I was unfortunately one of these people, or maybe fortunately, but it comes to the uh, issue of like sexuality. So a lot of people think, oh, furries, every furry is gay. Not really. It's kind of evenly divided into thirds. Gay leads it by a few percentage points, but bisexual isn't far behind. And I guess I identify on the bi end because mm-hmm. you know, twinks are awesome. And, uh, you know, boobs are nice too. <laughs> Let's be real here. Chris. <laughs> but um, also straight furries. They're not, they're kind of third, but it's kind of. It's like 37, 35, 30-something. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to maths. But um, it's kind of evenly split that way. And I think it just gets the perception of everybody's really gay mm-hmm. because you know, the gays lead it by a little bit. But because it's predominantly a male fandom, most people who are in relationships are men with other men. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it goes down. How does it have a habit of turning people from straight into this? I don't know, but Chris could probably uh, would probably agree that I probably was never straight. Right. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. said some shit. <laughs> yeah, there were some questionable things. There were some questionable there were signs. Things. Some questions were asked. Yeah. So it's like I, it probably just helped you to... I, I almost feel like that being a furry helped you to come into your own... Uh, mindset where it helped you sort of in a weird way it helped you accept yourself I'd say yeah I I would agree with that uh, 100% and I think that's how it is for other people it's like 
okay, well, I don't like guys in real life, but you know these these finboy foxes are kind of <laughs> hot, even though they're guys, but they look like girls. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Okay, maybe traps are okay, and then it's like, all right, you know, David Laid is my daddy. <laughs> um, uh, so that I guess that's kind of the transformation. Would I say I'm gay? Mm, probably not. Do I like the men's? Eh. Chris, what do you think? At least a little bit. Yeah. I, there, I there's think. definitely a preference for mm-hmm. the Twinkie boys. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Particularly the deer. All right. But anyways, now. I, best, uh, I guess I'll try and sum it up. Furry is whatever you make of it. If you want to be a deviant, sexual, fursuit, latex-wearing, BDSM fetish person, there's people for that. <laughs> if you just want to wear a fursuit and have fun and entertain kids... There's that too. If you just want to sit back and look at the art and be like, hey, that's cool, there's that too. Or mm-hmm. if you just like Zootopia. You know, furry is at its core just a simple definition. It's, you know, being a fan of anthropomorphic animals, which, you know, are humans with animal characteristics. Doesn't have to be Zootopia, it could be any film, any artwork of animals that act like people. And that's our jam, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it can be whatever you want to be of it. And Tristan, you can probably relate. It's like a gun. You know, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Mm-hmm. Furry doesn't make you a pedophile animal fucker. Mm-hmm. You have to become that. Right. You know, if that wasn't any to start with, it's not going to turn you into one of these things unless there's honestly something already wrong with you. But then again, mental health in the furry community is a whole another issue. Mm-hmm. That's one I'm surprised you didn't ask about. Which we do not have time for. No, we don't have time. Maybe, I mean, you guys will definitely hear Stripey the Tiger return. Probably in the background of one of these things. Absolutely. That's true. Profanity. If you you want, you can go listen to his uh, Stories with Stripey series. Those will be uploaded, um, you know, every once in a while. We already have one episode up. It's on the website. Yeah, surely more to come. It's on SoundCloud. Can we um, post suggested photos on me? <laughs> I need a better profile picture. The, so the the stripey story time animation coming soon. Oh in yeah, progress. Tristan's working on that. As oh well. god. So yeah, is he? that's, that's going to be good. Oh my god, is he animated? My I literally first have story? I have I have Daniel all rigged up right now. I'm just learning how to make him move and stuff. It's pretty fun. I can't wait for that. Oh my so, god, this is amazing. That's where we're going to have to wrap this up, guys. Uh, thanks for listening and this was a long one but we covered a lot and um, so yeah thank you Stripey for being our guest today and you um, did great Daniel yeah you did did it good Uh, and we'll see you next time do I get a pets now bye 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 everybody we'll see you next time